0: The key to a successful business isn't just plans, strategies, and profit margins. It isn't just mission, vision, your big dreams for the future, or how you communicate to your ideal clients. It's not just your product suite, your pricing, your sales, or being the person who takes decisive action. It isn't even just nervous system regulation, expanding emotional capacity, and enhancing your communication skills. And it's definitely not just faith, manifestation, vibes, intuition, and magic. The key to a successful business is bringing all of these components together and knowing which one you need when. Nature thrives when all of the elements are in balance. So do you, and so does your business. This is the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business in Welcome to the show. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, or if you're new around here, welcome for the first time. I'm very happy you're here. I'm your host, Sarah, and today's episode is uh, from an Instagram Live that I posted a week or so ago. <sighs> We are coming up on the September equinox, coming into fall in the Northern Hemisphere. And the equinox is a portal, a seasonal change, um, a moment where we have a, a liminal space between the season that's ending and the season that's beginning we're coming into quarter 4. It's the last home stretch of 2023. And I've been really I want to say going through it, but it's been a very internal going through it. I've been shifting and shedding and changing very rapidly inside myself. And uh, you may notice there haven't been a ton of episodes this month, and a lot of that is because of those shifts. Um, I haven't been in a place where I was ready to speak or share about what I was experiencing, and in some ways, maybe I'm still not. But what I do know is that there is a big shift inside myself around where my energy goes, and that is in my personal relationships, in my friendships, in my business relationships. And I think that for those of us who are care bears, sweet, kind people with big open hearts who live to help other people and love being of service, who love helping others, our loved ones and our friends and our communities and our clients. Uh, And especially for those of us who may have a history of people-pleasing or codependency or over-functioning, boundaries, I think boundaries for everyone is a lifelong process because our boundaries aren't Fixed. They're not a set it and forget it thing. They shift and grow and change with us over time as we shift and grow. And some boundaries may get firmer and some may get more lax and some may come closer to you and some may be moved farther away. But I think that a boundary, uh, an evaluation of our boundaries and a resetting of the parameters around us is uh, a normal thing to have be ongoing. And uh, I think, especially for those of us who meet the profile that I just described, those resetting, reevaluation, reconfiguration of the boundaries um, processes are even maybe more important and um, need to be checked more routinely. I always think of a boundary quite simply as a fence that keeps good things in and bad things out. and, just like a fence around your property or your garden, especially if you live out in the cut, right? You have to go check the fence every now and again and just make sure that it's still doing what it needs to do, that it's still sturdy, that it's still in place, that it's still intact. Uh, And sometimes you find the property lines have shifted, you know? And I think a big part of my current growth season is recognizing where I pour energy, and love, and help, and support, and my, I'm not even going to be humble, my large and extensive set of gifts, skills, and talents into people who are not ready to receive them because I see their potential. And This is an ongoing lesson for me, as I'm sure it is for many people. I think a lot of people can relate to this. Um, When you see the bigness in someone, when you see the greatness in them, when you see how skilled, how talented, how gifted, how great they could be, and you feel like you could help them get there, um, for many of us it's very tempting to just dive in and start helping. And it tends to leave us in a place where we don't feel that that help is fully received uh, or we may end up feeling uh, taken advantage of, taken for granted, not met in reciprocity when the person on the receiving end of our support is not really ready to take advantage of it and to take it and run with it. And this is a boundary I feel like I have set and reset and continue to set, and it just gets more and more refined. It's not that I slip on it. It's just that I catch different layers of the expression of this in my life in different ways over time. And I feel like that's a place that I'm really refining and stepping into right now, as I'm looking at relationships in my life and seeing the places where I have been giving and working and striving for people harder than they do for themselves and uh, I think I was probably in my 20s when I first really locked into the lesson, I can't be more invested in someone's care than they are, uh, and that was 20 years ago, and I think I'm still catching that lesson showing up for me in different areas of my life, and one of them is in my business and in my marketing and noticing that my desire to see talented, gifted, skilled, smart people rise up and claim um, the abundance, the prosperity, the, um, the joy that is their birthright. And, you know, that might seem like a big grandiose statement to say about like helping artists build businesses, but it's not. It's really not because I know so many incredibly talented people who are giving up 40 plus hours a week to shitty day jobs where their gift skills and talents are not appreciated while they pine for a different kind of life and they wish that they could just do the work they love and not need a day job to support themselves And they wish that they could spend more of their time engaged in the work they really love with people they really love. And they wish that they could make a good thriving living off of their real gift skills and talents rather than spending most of their time at a soul sucking job or hustling for clients and not making ends meet. And they can. (laughs) They can. And watching them stay trapped in self-doubt and limiting beliefs and a lack of faith that it could work for them and just not rising to like, yeah, you're going to have to learn. If you want to do that, you would have to learn how to run a business, but that's a pretty simple thing to do. And then you're going to have to do some inner game work to really upgrade your belief system to match your new reality, but you could do that too. And I know because I've done it. And I know because so many people do it. I know because all my clients who are successful do it, that I I know so deeply that it's possible. And it's also just like, A, not as hard as people think it is. And it is certainly not as hard as spending years miserable thinking it can't happen for you and being jealous of other people and feeling like, You alone are so, you know, slept on and uh, under-resourced and trapped and unable to change things for yourself. It's not as painful as that. It's not as painful as years spent feeling like you're not living the life you're meant for. It's definitely not as hard as all that. And I do find myself wanting to grab those people who aren't ready yet and pull them with me because I desire so much to see them win because I believe so much in their talents and in their gifts and that they deserve to live the life they want because I feel that for you if you're listening to this I feel that for everybody that I encounter like there is just no reason that you can't have what you want there isn't there's is always a way there's always a way there's always a way there's always a way if you're ready and you're willing to go and create one and that doesn't look exactly the same for everyone there's there's nuance to this always but there's so much more possibility available than most people think most of the time and realizing how much of my emotional energy and my marketing energy I spend on trying to convince people to be ready for their readiness to match the level of their gifts. It doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve them. And feeling the degree to which I need to shift my focus to people who have already made the decision to people who are ready, to people who are hungry for the guidance, the support, the feedback that they need in order to achieve the thing they've already decided they're going after with 10 toes down, chest out, arms open, heart open, head forward, like let's go get it. I need to just talk to the people who are already running full speed toward their dream, who just need an assist, because those are the people who are hungry for the type of guidance, support, skills, gifts, and information I can provide. And those are the relationships where I feel seen and appreciated and where I get the gratification of seeing someone implement the support and have new outcomes, and I get to celebrate with them, which is such a different feeling than the feeling, frankly, of pouring support into someone and then watching them not act on it and watching them stay frustrated, disappointed. Uh, And for some people and I think we've all experienced this, maybe find an inner reason to get mad or get uh, defensive about the support and withdraw and find external things to blame for a lack of implementation and years later, they're in the exact same spot. That's hard to watch. And I think a lot of those hard situations can be avoided by recognizing earlier on When someone has maybe big, big desire, but isn't actually ready and hasn't fully made the decision that they're going to do whatever it takes to get what they want and that what they want is help doing it versus what they want is someone to wave a magic wand and change their life for them while they stay the same. That's what not readiness tends to look like, an externalization And again, this is a nuanced conversation. If you're picking it up, if you can relate, I'm glad. If you see yourself in any of it, if it makes you examine yourself or any of your relationships, I'm glad. And I'm not saying that you have to do in your life what I'm doing in mine. But I am in a place of recognizing where I am pouring effort and love into people who are simply not ready to run with what's being given and that i am calling all of that back into myself that i am stepping into a new level of boundary where i will be saying no more often even to clients who show up with cash in hand if i can feel that the subtext of the money in their hand is, I will give you this if you save me. I will give you this if you can wave a magic wand and do all the work for you. I will give you this, but my unspoken expectation is that simply giving you money will do everything that needs to be done without me putting in the effort. When I can tell that the person's not ready, I will be saying, come back to me when you are. And when you are, I will move heaven and earth to help you. But until you are, my work is not for you. And that's (laughs) a very long summary (laughs) of the sentiment that you're going to hear in the Instagram live that I swear I'm going to play. I've been talking for a long time. Apparently I had more to say about this than I knew when I started recording, but I'm going to leave it. We're going to let it rock. If this was helpful to you, I'm glad. If this brought up some, ooh, boundaries stuff for you, I'm glad. And I do have a program called The Art of Saying Yes Less that is a very valuable course on boundaries. And it's pay what you can, starting at 50 bucks. So I'll put the link for that in the show notes since I ended up talking about boundaries today. So if you uh, tend to find yourself a little bit uh, too... Uh, porous where your boundaries are concerned you might want to grab that and do a little bit of work on your boundaries there's always always an invitation to reevaluate the perimeter you know um, my final note on boundaries is that a very common thing I experience with my clients uh, especially my clients who are, one-on-one service providers or done-for-you service providers is that they really want to help people and they have a tendency to discount or undercharge for their one-on-one services and their done-for-you services, especially if they encounter someone who says, I really want to work with you, but I can't afford it. And they may end up, the service provider may end up over-giving or discounting their one-on-one or done-for-you services in a way that leaves them in the red, in a way that doesn't allow them to scale their business, and in a way that results in them potentially having a very busy schedule of one-on-one and done-for-you services but still not making enough money in their business or maybe they are making money because they have a lot of one-on-one clients, but they are so busy, and one-on-one and done-for-you services are the only way that money is coming into their business, which means they can't take a break or the money will stop. They can't go on vacation or the money will stop. The only way that people can access them is to get on their calendar, and that may leave a lot of people out. So if that's you, I have a free event coming up on September 28th at 11 a.m. PST called Stop Giving Away Your One-on-Ones, and we're going to talk about how to create pathways into your work that are more accessible, allow you to serve more people, create more time freedom in your business, and create revenue pathways for you that don't require you to always work with people one-on-one and if that's interesting for you, I hope you sign up. It is completely free. It costs zero human dollars. The link's going to be in the show notes. All right, that's my long-ass intro. I hope you enjoy the rest of this little rant, and if you don't already follow me on Instagram, please do, at Intuitive Edge Coaching. All right, enjoy the show. I'm going to piss some people off today. Some people are going to unfollow me today. And I think that's what I want. Y'all, I've been in this game for a long time. I've had this business for eight years, and I've been teaching creative process for artists for 21 years. I am, as of this day, today, Venus Day, with all the plucking planets in retrograde, drawing a line in the sand about who I'm for and who my work is for. If you've been around, you may have heard me say that my mission statement is that I'm gonna do everything I can to see the people I fuck with win. And I fuck with all of you. But who my work is for, is for the doers, is for the people who are determined to make a way even when it feels like there's no way. It's for the people who ask the question, how can I make this work for me? It's for the people who ask this question, what small step could I take right now today to change my circumstances? It's for the people who feel radical ownership of their choices, their opportunities, and the obligation they have to their own life to go after and create the reality they desire. Now, I want to be very clear. There's a nuanced conversation here that's bigger than what we can have on Instagram. If this is not about you, if this is not for you, pass on by. I'm not saying that there are never life circumstances or intersections of privilege or lack thereof that make it easier or harder for some people to do certain things, especially when it comes to coaching or when it comes to getting education. Not saying that. Not saying that. What I am saying is that I've been out here for a minute. And some of you, I've been watching for a long time and it's heartbreaking to watch you because I fucking care. I care about you. I care about the world that we live in that needs what you have to offer. And there are some of you who have been in my orbit a long time. And you may think I don't see you, but I do. And you may think that I don't remember your name, but I do. And I know those of you who have been floating around, opening every single email I've ever sent, clicking on every single offer I've ever put out, signing up for my free shit consuming every free thing that I share. But most of all, what I know is the record of our DMs where you hit me up and say, I really want this. And you ask me questions and I answer your questions and you say, this is for me. I know that I need this. I know this is the thing. And then you don't sign up and then you tell me next year. And now if I go back and I scroll through, we have years and years and years of the same conversation. And at a certain point, as your coach, As your coach in this moment, as your coach right now, I need to ask you a question. Are you actually committed? Are you actually committed to your desires? Are you actually committed to what you say you want? Or are you actually committed to living in the sad, sad story about how painful it is for you to be so talented and so slept on? For you to be so gifted and so unrecognized? For your life circumstances to be so unfair? for your opportunities to be so unyielding and so rigid. And I'm not saying shit's not hard, but how did Frida Kahlo paint her paintings? There are people out there with no legs running marathons. At a certain point, a question might need to be asked of you, by you, not by me. I'm not asking the question anymore, but you ask you. What am I really in service to in my choices? How do the things I say I want for my life align with my day-to-day choices and actions? How often am I sitting in the anguish of being unrealized in my potential and spending hours of my day scrolling on Instagram, watching other people do it, feeling A mix of jealousy, envy, self-pity, and then closing my phone and going back to what I've always been doing, to my same old shit, to my same old day-to-day, to my same old excuses, to my blunt, to my same old friends who ain't about shit. I had them. And again, if this is not you, you don't have to get mad at me, but I'm not talking to you. But if it is you, I'm not gonna make any more impassioned pleas to you to stop sleeping on yourself. I just wanna ask you to consider, are you in service to your gifts? Or are you in service to your insecurities and your sad stories about what's possible for you? And what choices do you make as the result of what you're in service to? Cause you don't owe me shit and the world doesn't owe us shit, but I believe you owe your gifts something. You got this body full of talent and skills and gifts and medicine and you're not sharing it. What are you in service to? What obligation do you feel to the gifts that have been placed on your life, to the calling that has been placed on your life, to the things that only you have inside you, that only you can deliver? Are you obligated to those things? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But I feel like we are. I feel like we didn't come here on accident. And I feel like the unique concoction of gifts and skills and talents that you have in you are meant to be shared and that if you leave this world without sharing them, you have done them and your God and your ancestors and all of us here a fucking disservice. A disservice. So if you have trauma that's blocking you from being able to share your gifts because it brings up nervous system reactions to visibility what you owe your gifts is to heal your trauma if you have money trauma that takes over your body and prevents you from being able to take the steps necessary to get good with finances so that you can build the life and the livelihood that you need Let me be clear that you actually fucking need so that you can get out of survival mode so that your conscious mind has the space to access the level of creativity that's really available to you that you can't even fucking get to from your limbic survival brain. You have an obligation to that gift to do what you need to do to heal the money shit so that you can create the opportunity to see what you're really fucking made of. If you've been as creative and as talented as you have been in survival mode for this long, not because of your pain, not because of your addiction, not because of your trauma history, not because of your wounds in spite of, if you have been this talented and this gifted in spite of all that, imagine what you could actually be if you were resourced enough to have access to all of your conscious mind. Because we don't have access to all of our conscious mind. In survival mode we're not wired to. We're not wired to. You don't even know how talented you really are if you've been living in survival mode your whole life. You've never seen it. I can tell you with somebody on the other side you've never seen it. You have no idea how creative you really are how many ideas you really have, the bigness you're really capable of, until your nervous system has enough space to unwind and relax that you trust that you're safe because you have a safe place to sleep and you don't have housing insecurity and you know that you can get food. You got to get there for a consistent period of time before you actually even find out how creative and talented you really fucking are. It doesn't take away from your gifts. It only enhances them. And I say that because I know that there are a lot of artists and I used to be one of them who were afraid that if they ever get happy and safe and comfortable, they won't be talented anymore. But your trauma is not your talent. There are terrible things in this world. There are terrible injustices and inequities in this world. There are terrible things that probably happened to your body when you were too young to really be able to understand what was happening to you. Every single one of us, if we made it to adulthood, we're carrying different levels of that. That's the truth. But those things didn't make you talented. Those things are not responsible for your gifts. And if you leave them behind, you will not lose your talent. I know as somebody who used to think if I was no longer sick and depressed and addicted, I wouldn't have inspiration to write anymore, to create anymore, to make music anymore, to make dances anymore, because all of my work came from my pain promise you, you will still have access to all of that art and all of that information and all of the memories of your pain and have so much more resource to actually create the work and share the work when you're not living in it anymore. It is only ever always up to you. Just like my shit is only ever always up to me. And if you've been waiting for years for everything else to change before you change a single thing about what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're moving through your days and your habits, And we can start with the habit of asking for help. We can start with the habit of asking yourself just different questions. Like, how could I make this happen for myself? Who could I learn this from? Who do I need to talk to? How could I get the money to get what I need to make this project happen? How could I? As opposed to here's all the reasons why I can't, right? If you aren't ready and willing to start asking yourself, a different set of questions that might become generative and lead you down a different path of answers. It just may be time to consider that it's less about who's going to make a way for you, who's going to let you It would be so great if somebody would just let me have access to the things I need. It would be so great if somebody would just make a way for me. It would be so great if everything could just change so that I could have time. It would be so great if my spouse would be different so that I could have time. If my life would be different so that I could have time. You're, I I love you so much. You're a whole ass adult. So my question to you is it is it maybe less about who's going to let you and maybe more about who's going to stop you? Who's going to stop you? Right now, the person stopping you is you. Most of the time. Nine times out of ten. Because you could make something change. You could make one small change that could open the door for the rest of your life to follow suit. If you just stop believing the story you're telling yourself, like please stop believing your fucking thoughts, especially your most limiting stuck mantra thoughts that tell you I'm gonna change my life after XYZ happens. I'm waiting for this to change before I change. I'm waiting for that to change before I change. I'm gonna wait till my kids graduate high school. I'm gonna wait until whatever. And okay, sometimes there's plans, cool but also sometimes there's excuses. And what happens if you get hit by a bus today? Are you gonna be happy? And I say this all the time, like we don't live close enough to mortality, y'all. You're gonna die. I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die. In a few years, all the people you're worried are gonna judge you are gonna be dead. In a few years, your biggest haters are gonna be dead. Like, this is not promised. And so these things, this someday that you're waiting for, what if you never even make it there? And as you're sliding out of your consciousness on this plane, you're sitting back and looking at a montage of days that you've spent all your time scrolling on Instagram, watching other people live your dreams and telling yourself not yet. You see why I say this shit is sad to me? This shit is sad to me. It legit hurts my heart. To think about how many conversations I've had with some of you who are so fucking talented over and over. My work's not for you. If you are committed to staying in all of the reasons why you can't, my work's not for you. But if you are a person who is committed to making a way where there is no way, I will move heaven and earth to fucking help you. I will match you. I will work as hard for your project as you will. But you gotta get yourself in the rooms where that can happen. Thank you for the people in the comments who were saying they needed this today because i was scared to say it because i was like somebody's gonna be mad at me but you know what you should be mad at me and the other thing i need you to know is that as your coach i'm not really here for you to like me or to be your friend i'm here to sometimes say the things to you that you're not saying to yourself i'm here to ask you the questions that can get you somewhere better than the questions you're asking yourself because the quality of the questions you're asking yourself determines the quality of your life And if what you ask yourself all day, every day is how come this happens for other people and not for me, you're asking yourself the wrong set of questions and you need to get in the company of people who ask different questions. And the first one to ask is how could I make this happen for myself? Just start there. What's one step I could take today to make this happen for yourself? And maybe it's fucking getting off Instagram. Please don't spend all day scrolling, looking at other people that you're low-key jealous of, and then close your phone and go about your day and make no moves toward serving what you're really here to do. You were not born with all these gifts and skills and talents to spend your whole life sitting in your room, scrolling on Instagram, and telling yourself that life is super unfair and that there's no way that it would ever work for you. That's just, I just do not believe that that's what we're here to do. I don't. I don't believe that you have all of these desires because they're meant to torture you with how unfair it is that you can't have what you want. I don't believe that that's true. So, that's what I got for you today. And with that, I'm going to go to the beach. And I'm going to plunge myself in the ocean because I need that shit. Kayla love you, Bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching. Have a great day.